0: just bow in prayer for a second first Lord please help us now as we handle a very sensitive subject to do so Lord with the love and the grace of your word in our lives for Jesus sake Amen so we've been thinking about human nature and uh, I thought we'd finish with what you might call a case study we're thinking about well if human nature is like this What is likely to be the outcome of a particular situation? And the situation I want to think about is the fact that in Scotland, uh, approval has been given for uh, a private members bill on assisted dying for terminally ill adults. And uh, that bill will be expected to be coming before the Scottish Parliament this year. What will human nature do with that bill? So, what the bill will do is it will make it lawful for people to help certain other people to kill themselves. Now, of course, it is perfectly possible, like Judas Iscariot, for anyone to take their own life if they wish to. But anyone helping someone to do that can be prosecuted, of course. Uh, but the Scottish Liberal Democrat uh, Orkney MSP Liam MacArthur his proposed bill will enable and I quote competent adults who are terminally ill to be provided at their request with assistance to end their life now we are in in a day of great medical advance we're in a time when we are very very much better equipped than we've ever been to give good end of life care good palliative care good pain relief and it is very strange that at such a time when suffering at the end of life is far less than it's ever been in history that we seem to be more keen than ever to have assisted dying think about that, it's really really strange and could it be that as we in our country and other countries as well are losing God we're also losing a sense of ourselves and the worth of human life. So we're going to think about this in the light of what we've learned about human nature. We're going to ask the question is, is this bill going to be a benign or even a merciful provision for people at the end of their lives uh, or, or otherwise? Can we as human beings be trusted for the state to say it's okay to kill yourself and for someone to help you to do so let me just say a few things about the bill just, uh, you're probably aware of it but maybe uh, it's just remind you of a few, a few things uh, it says you must be 16 or over so a 16 year old could be someone who could be given the means to kill themselves you must have been registered with a doctor in Scotland for at least a year Two doctors uh, can uh, certify, or you need two doctors to certify that you've got no longer than six months to live, uh, that you're of sound mind at the time of the procedure itself, and that you're under no pressure, no coercion. How you can measure that, I don't know. Uh, The doctors provide the drugs, but then family or friends assist the person and the person themselves administer the drugs. Now, when the bill was at consultation stage in the Scottish Parliament, 76% of those who responded to the consultation were fully supportive of this bill. Okay, That's not necessarily the Scottish public, but 76% of those who responded. Only 21% were fully opposed to this bill. The um, the British Medical Association and the Royal College of Physicians, who you'd expect to be against this, because it's their members that are going to be involved in, in, in this provision, they've now moved to a, a neutral position yeah, on this. And there are many bodies campaigning for this bill, Friends at the End, Dignity and Dying, Humanist Society of Scotland, and so on. And of course there are many against it, religious bodies, disabled groups particularly, many healthcare professionals, Care, not killing, our duty of care, better way. There's some of the organisations. Our First Minister, Hamza Yusuf, recently became strongly opposed, this is interesting, strongly opposed to this proposed bill after meeting disability rights activists. Uh, this is what he said, Hamza Yusuf said, they were incredibly strong in their opposition to assisted dying given that they felt they would be the ones, as they described it, that would be the thin end of the wedge. Now that's chilling, isn't it? But he's right. In other words, he's, he's seeing a little bit of what human nature can do with a bill like this. What is the Christian position? Uh, well, the position as far as the Bible's teaching, it should be easy for us to recite that. Sixth commandment, you shall not kill. It's not for us to decide when to end our lives or anyone else's life. And we should love our neighbour. We should be compassionate. We should seek to give good care at the end of life, good palliative care. And we also recognize that suffering has a place. Suffering, uh, in suffering, there are good things. Good things happen in suffering. And uh, anyone that's, that's been in suffering will know that often it's a time when they see the most good as well uh, being shown. And... We also need to recognize at end of life that it's not really just an easy thing to come to the end of life and throw your life away. We need preparation to meet God. It is appointed to man once to die and after that to face judgment. So we need to be aware of that side of things which uh, means that people may move from a situation where they are, think they're relieving their suffering but then they're entering the judgment presence of God. And uh, not ready, perhaps. So, we're not saying it's easy to die. We're not saying it's easy for, for, for many people at, at the end of their lives. And many of us have, have probably seen that even recently. It's not easy for families to watch eh, someone die. But it is part of humanity. And we are not commodities. Commodities human body is not just a commodity to throw away when we think it's time to dispose of it. So beware then of those who are um, promoting this with this false dichotomy. And Liam MacArthur has presented this. Esther Ransom recently uh, was on the news in December uh, (coughs) saying how she joined the Zurich clinic uh, where she would go if she thought her stage four cancer diagnosis was going to lead to um, a a bad death, as she calls it. Uh, Liam MacArthur says, people should be able to access safe and compassionate assisted dying if they choose, rather than endure a prolonged and painful death. Now, it's like he's saying it's that or that. But it's not that or that. Um, there 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 are other alternatives, particularly Uh, we see that locally in the Highland Hospice. And anyone who's seen the Highland Hospice at work will know that even for people with the most um, difficult end of life, the hospice can provide the support and the care uh, for people to end life with dignity and with support for their loved ones. So people, I think, today are, are much more remote from death than they were in the past and I think people often don't even know what what, what dying's like eh, anymore and it's very easy for people to think that it is just, well uh, when I end, come to the end of life it's going to be horrible but it's, it's not like that and it doesn't need to be like that and it's important for people to know that there are better ways eh, and safer ways as far as human nature is concerned to end life so this is what our duty of care Uh, says. This is a a group, a body of healthcare professionals, not Christian necessarily just these are doctors and nurses and others who are absolutely opposed to euthanasia which would be the next step where the doctor administers the lethal dose Uh, and they're absolutely opposed to assisted suicide where the doctor provides the lethal dose but the patient administers it themselves. This is what they say When patients are cared for properly they seldom want to end their lives. So that's the doctor's experience. They seldom want They seldom want this. So why would we want this legislation? Why would so many people think it's a good thing? When very few... This is the doctor saying what they, what they see. From our personal experience, we know that good quality palliative care is effective in relieving symptoms and helping people to live comfortable and dignified lives as death approaches. And this is what they continue to see. Yet, palliative medicine, the kind of medicine provided at the Highland Hospice, is chronically underfunded in the UK. Many hospices rely on charity funding. Limited research is directed at how services can be improved. Too many of our patients are dying without access to the care they know they need. So that's the tragedy that... Well, we have a national health service. Um, palliative care is a neglected area, and yet it's, it's it's needed more and more. Good palliative care. So, let's think about human nature. Oops, I've got mister. Okay. Um, let's think about uh, let's think about human nature. We've already seen in this series and I've tried to put it in just some little recognisable catchphrases, what human nature is actually like. I can be what I want to be. Now just think about that in terms of a sister dying. I can be dead if I want to be. If I think it's right, if if I think it it's right, you know, that kind of sense of you know I've I've come to my decision and everyone else has got to go with it. If I think I want to kill myself, my family's got to go with that, and the medical folk have got to go with that. If it feels good, I'll do it. In other words, this is a a way of trying to avoid all suffering in life. You can't do that. And if uh, we want to end our lives, we're saying, I'll do that, so I can avoid suffering. If I want it, I should have it. we found that's part of human nature too. If I want it, I should have it. It's regardless of what like for example I may want the right to kill myself regardless of how that might impact for example disabled people in the future or regardless of how that might impact and those who have got to have on their conscience the fact that they helped me to do that human nature and again if it goes wrong it's not my fault that's human nature just, just um, somehow thinking we can, we can blame others for everything that's wrong and then there's pride we've seen this as a big part of human nature pride pride is where we act like we know what we're doing and we're ready to face what's ahead when we don't know what we're doing and we haven't a clue what's ahead that's pride Uh, and you know when it comes to end of life the moment someone presses the button or whatever it is that administers the dose that's going to kill them human pride is their greatest danger because that moment, their blindness because of their pride can still keep them thinking, I know what I'm doing and I know what's ahead when they don't pride is a great enemy uh, pride comes into us thinking that we can have a bill like this the assisted dying fraternally adult Scotland bill on our statute books where the state is saying you can kill certain people You can help them kill themselves rather. But the state is saying that. And imagine, this is human pride, we imagine that we can handle it. We imagine there won't be any coercion. There won't ever be a situation where anyone will feel, I'm a burden to my family, I ought to die. I ought to kill myself. We imagine that. Uh, We imagine that that as families, when we've got a sick person in our midst, that we can take control and push them towards imagine prices this won't happen of course it will happen it's happening already in other parts of the world we've got a sick loved one have you thought about dying now because we want to move on with our lives of course it will happen no matter what safeguards. there are lots of safeguards in this bill but it's just the beginning pride is thinking that trust in the medical profession will not somehow be undermined by the fact that when we go to a doctor now we'll know this doctor kills people or helps other people to kill themselves I should say. When before we knew our medical profession was trying to keep us alive. Prine is saying money won't come into it. Of course it won't come into it. Well of course it will come into it. Because it is a lot cheaper to the state to have people killing themselves because then they don't have to spend another £100,000 keeping them alive for the next six months for example just to pull a figure from the air but end of life care is expensive Highland hospice needs a lot of support a lot of money to keep going so economic situation considerations and of course uh, for families as well and because there's an inheritance once that person's dead all these things can we, can we see that human nature can totally abuse what this bill seeks to provide this is what happens when we as the human race set out in new directions uh, we don't ask what our nature is and we don't ask how it will affect the outcome so let's see human nature at work in a real situation so we're going to look at this passage read just briefly Uh, Jesus before the governor Pontius Pilate he's before the governor and the governor ends up handing him over to be crucified now I'm not saying that this situation is assisted dying because obviously it's not but I'm saying there's a lot of parallels here remember we saw last time last week that the death of Jesus was, was as a result of human nature it wasn't because of some evil people, as, as some people would call them. It was a it was a city, oh Jerusalem. Jesus wept over the city. The city was going to kill him. It was a lot of people. It was society at a very certain point in its in its um, existence in Jerusalem that could do such a thing as kill the Son of God, the most beautiful man. And our society is moving in that direction because it is. Uh, Turning away from God. So here's Jesus. Before Pilate. Jesus is beautiful. His life is is glorious. This is a man who does good. This is a man who speaks the truth. This is a man who heals. This is a man uh, who is a champion of life. No one can find fault with Jesus. Pilate um, himself can't find fault. What crime has he committed? No one can find fault. They're, they don't answer with a crime. They just want to kill him. Jesus is uh, not terminally ill, and he's not vulnerable, and yet he's still killed. So my question is: If people can do this to such a man as Jesus, they can certainly assist someone to kill themselves for the wrong reasons. It's not obvious. Do this to Jesus, then in certain situations people uh, can assist others to kill themselves for the wrong reasons. Uh, people especially who are vulnerable. Okay, think about something else here. Jesus is protected in the Jewish state from being killed because the Jewish state has been has had the power of the death sentence taken away by the Roman state, which is ruling over them. So the Jewish people, the leaders, they can't kill Jesus. The state protects him, protects his life. It's a good thing. If they had left it at that, Jesus would have lived. But, of course, it was God's plan. So they handed him over to Pilate. The Roman state had the power to take life. The Roman state that was in charge. And we see what the outcome is when the state doesn't protect life. You see, when the state protects life, then life is protected. But when the state doesn't protect life, eh, then people are vulnerable. So we see how laws can be abused so that they serve ends they were not intended to serve. Eh, Like uh, uh, we see how both the Roman and the Jewish state eh, in different ways collude and work to kill Jesus I mean, the Roman state didn't think Jesus had done anything wrong so the Roman state shouldn't have killed them either but when the state has not got the protection people are vulnerable people can unwillingly be caught up in killing someone when they don't want to but when there's pressure upon them even Pilate even Pilate himself doesn't want to kill Jesus. And his wife applies further pressure. She says, this is an innocent man. She's had this dream. He's an innocent man. And uh, what of those who are in the healthcare system just now providing care for life when that system and when society seems to be bringing pressure to, to ask them now we want you to start helping people to kill themselves people in the healthcare system are going to have pressure put on just as Pilate did here and they may end up doing things they don't want to do terrible things ok hope you can see that too misinformation, pride, fear blindness, coercion they're all in the situation of Jesus dying Coercion. Misinformation. Pride. And uh, there it is there. The chief priests and elders persuaded. There's the coercion. The crowd to ask for a criminal. And to have Jesus executed. So they're putting pressure on. To get their outcome. What they want. Is our society immune. To people coercing up. Of course it's not. Behind closed doors in a family home. Can coercion occur so that someone who's vulnerable and at the end of their life feels that their family wants them to end their life so their family can move on? Coercion, of course, it's, it's going to be there. Here's another thing. When public opinion appears to be, to be against what you believe, it's difficult not to cave into public opinion and at the same time to try and ease your conscience find some way to ease your conscience so that you don't feel you have to take responsibility for the bad things you've done I'm sure that's happened many many times in history Pontius Pilate famously washes his hands it doesn't make any difference to his guilt but he's trying to get rid of his guilt somehow he's trying to hand it over to them but it's his decision to hand Jesus over So the question is, can human nature be trusted to stand up for the vulnerable in our society? In a situation where on the statute books it says that people who are vulnerable and the end of life um, can kill themselves. Will we stand up for these people? Protect them? Or will we bow to the pressures of society? As Pontius Pilate does. And you know it's chilling to see where this crowd goes. Now, oh, we missed one there. Oh yeah, no, we haven't. Missed one. Let me just read it out to you. Verse twenty, twenty-five. This is what the crowd says at the end of the episode of Pilate, Pilate's trial of Jesus. They answered, "His blood be on us and on our children." How callous is that? People can become. Incredibly callous about life and about death. <coughs> is it any different today? Human nature is the same. When we read the death of Jesus, we should never think evil people, bad people, not me. It's human nature in a certain situation. Jesus was a great inconvenience to the Jewish leaders. So, um, here's here's a verse. Uh, they were envious of Jesus Jesus was popular Uh, he threatened the status quo that they had so they wanted rid of him he was an inconvenience my question is in a society where more and more people are becoming callous what hope is there for those who become inconvenient because they need care and support they're inconvenient to others human nature The spill is is a naive thing. Uh, We need to protect life. Not to make it easy to take life. Now we know Jesus did not defend himself for reasons uh, that uh, I think are clear. He knew he had to offer his life as a ransom for many. Uh, So his death was part of God's plan. Jesus died. But what about people who... Cannot defend themselves because perhaps they've got dementia, weakness of mind, some disability, or because of fear or pressure. What about these people? I mean, the bill as it stands will be for those who are mentally fit and can defend themselves. But where does it go from there? What about people who will find in the future? Yeah, they can't defend themselves will people defend them when there's a bill that says in the future perhaps that their lives can be ended the society which kills Jesus is a nightmare society and it ends very badly Jesus weeps over it and 40 years later the Romans destroy it and sometimes sometimes when things have happened and we've brought laws onto our statute books eh, like this law and it's gone a lot further than this law and it's got killings become endemic in our society at some point we maybe wake up too late just like Judas Iscariot I have sinned I have betrayed innocent blood what's that to us? the state replies we don't care you did it so Judas hanged himself. Well, it's a pretty grim story, but it's human nature. It's not something exotic. It's not something out there that's, that's not us. And this is what we need to realize. We should never read the story of Jesus and see what Pilate and Herod and Caiaphas and Annas and the Sanhedrin and uh, the Roman soldiers and the crowd did. And think that was them. That's not us. We're not like that. Because the point of what we're seeing in studying this theme is we are like that. Just maybe we've been given privileges that have enabled us to have a more um, disciplined and a more enlightened upbringing, um, and more of God's truth has been in our lives, but we're still like that. And we can see this, because there are countries that are well ahead of us on this theme. Canada, Belgium, the Netherlands, Oregon State, in the USA. I can provide you with uh, references if you want, just to look these up. Where the slippery slope is very evident. And now we're at a situation in some of these places where vulnerable people are feeling obliged to kill themselves. But it just started with a bill like the one we've got. We know that the state should protect life. The state should be funding fully places like the Highland Hospice. Because it provides a model of good end-of-life care where everyone in this situation is supported and cared for. And people are able to end their lives with dignity. It's a tragedy that places like that have to rely so heavily on charitable donations. They're only partly funded by the state. We're all getting older. If this bill passes, it'll affect us. It's not a bill that's accounting for human nature and what human nature does to corrupt and um, degenerate situations uh, and make them worse Um, and in a society where there's a loss of awareness of God and of the value of life a bill like this is symptomatic of that but it also is very dangerous for our society and it will end up in an awful lot of wrong and terrible things being done. So at the end of this, we remember that Jesus was put to death by people like us. Human nature. And that we need our society to turn back to God and we need to turn to God ourselves. We need his mercy. We need his grace in our lives. And we need his grace at times where we're coming to the end of life. And if we come to the end of life with Jesus in our lives, then we know the worth of every last breath. And we know that God can use every every breath for good, even in suffering. But if we come to the end of life without Jesus, and we've lost sight of that, and we're full of our pride in how our decisions must be right. And yet we don't really know. What we're doing or where we're going. That's a tragic situation. Made all the worse. If the state says we can kill ourselves then. So we pray to the Lord. To come. To have mercy on our society. And we pray to the Lord. To forgive us. That we even thought of such a thing. As us dying or assisted suicide and we pray for his spirit to come and to give light to our country so that we may be a place which values life and life especially at its most vulnerable let's pray together for a moment our lord we ask for help to understand what your word has said to us today fully and to understand uh, what it means for us and uh, what it means for our Scottish Parliament too and we pray for we pray for we pray for mercy Lord and righteousness in the deliberations of our MSPs on this bill we pray for life we pray for life to be valued we pray for good end of life care and we pray Lord for those who are in that situation just now. Uh, with uh, um, We pray for a real sense of dignity. A real sense of uh, the value of life. And a, and a real uh, sense Lord of the privileges we have. And the health care that we do have. And Father help us Lord always to seek. Like Jesus did. To bring life. To be channels of his life to others. Have mercy upon us for his sake. Amen.